Our call to worship today is Psalm 114. When Israel went out of Egypt, the house of Jacob from a people of a strange language, Judah became his sanctuary, and Israel, his dominion, the sea saw it and fled. Jordan turned back, the mountains skipped like rams, the little hills like lambs. What ails you, O sea, that you fled, O Jordan, that you turned back? O mountains that you skipped like rams, O little hills like lambs. Tremble, O earth, at the presence of the Lord, at the presence of the God of Jacob, who turned the rock into a pool of water, the flint into fountains of water. Now let us turn in our few Bibles to page number 58, and we will be looking at uh, this passage where the Lord first starts feeding his people in the wilderness after they have come out of Egypt, and the Lord provides for them day by day what they need. So here reads the Lord's word, Exodus 16. May we all have ears to hear. <clears throat> Exodus chapter 16, verse 1. They set out from Elam, and all the congregation of the people of Israel came to the wilderness of Sin, which is between Elam and Sinai on the fifteenth day of the second month after they had departed from the land of Egypt. And the whole congregation of Israel grumbled against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness, and the people of Israel said to them, Would that we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt, when we sat by the meat pots and ate bread to the full. For you have brought us out into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. Then the Lord said to Moses, Behold, I am about to rain bread from heaven for you. And the people shall go out and gather a day's portion every day that I may test them whether they will walk in my law or not. On the sixth day, when they prepare what they bring in, it will be twice as much as they gather daily. So Moses and Aaron said to all the people of Israel, At evening you shall know that it was the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt, and in the morning you shall see the glory of the Lord, because he has heard your grumbling against the Lord. For what are we that we grumble against us? Then Moses said, when the Lord gives you in the evening meat to eat, and in the morning bread to the full, because the Lord has heard your grumbling that you grumble against him, what are we? Your grumbling is not against us, but against the Lord. Then Moses said to Aaron, Say to the whole congregation of the people of Israel, Come near before the Lord, for he has heard your grumbling. And as soon as Aaron spoke to the whole congregation of the people of Israel, they looked toward the wilderness, and behold, the glory of the Lord appeared in the cloud. And the Lord said to Moses, I have heard the grumbling of the people of Israel. Say to them, At twilight you shall eat meat, and in the morning you shall be filled with bread. Then you shall know that I am the Lord your God. In the evening quail came up and covered the camp, and in the morning dew lay around the camp, and when the dew had gone up, there was on the face of the wilderness a fine, flake-like thing, fine as frost on the ground. When the people of Israel saw it, they said to one another, What is it? For they did not know what it was. And Moses said to them, It is the bread of the Lord. <coughs> it is the, the bread that the Lord has given you to eat. This is what the Lord has commanded. Gather of it, each one of you, as much as he can eat. 
You shall each take an omer according to the number of the persons that each of you has in his tent. And the people of Israel did so. They gathered some more, some less. But when they measured it with an omer, whoever gathered much had nothing left over, and whoever gathered little had no lack. Each of them gathered as much as he could eat. And Moses said to them, Let no one leave any till leave it. Let no one leave any of it over till the morning. But they did not listen to Moses. Some left part of it till the morning and bred worms and stank. And Moses was angry with them. Morning by morning they gathered it, each as much as he could eat. But when the sun grew hot, it melted. So was the reading of the word of the Lord. We're picking up where we left off last week, where Jesus gave his disciples a brief period of, of rest out on the out on the waters. And now we come to this fairly famous episode of the feeding of the five thousand, which is recorded in all all four gospels. This is our our reading of that event in Mark six thirty three, page eight forty one. So is the reading of the word of the Lord. Now many saw them going and recognized them, and they ran there on foot from all the towns and got there ahead of them. When he went ashore, he saw a great crowd, and he had compassion on them, because they were like sheep without a shepherd, and he began to teach them many things. And when it grew late, his disciples came to him and said, This is a desolate place, and the hour is now late. Send them away to go into the surrounding countryside and villages and buy themselves something to eat. But he answered them, You give them something to eat. And they said to him, Shall we go and buy two hundred denarii worth of bread and give it to them to eat? And he said to them, How many loaves do you have? Go and see. And when they had found out, they said, Five and two fish. Then he commanded them all to sit down in groups on the green grass. So they sat down in groups by hundreds and by fifties, and taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven and said a blessing and broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples to set before the people. <clears throat> and he divided the two fish among them all. And they all ate and were satisfied, and they took up twelve baskets full of broken pieces and of the fish. And those who ate the loaves were five thousand men. Thus is the reading of the word of the Lord, and we thank you for all wisdom that we get from you. O oh Lord, and just give us uh, clarity of mind as, as your word is brought forth. Open our ears, open our hearts, open our minds, and let your spirit give us all wisdom. In your son's name, amen. So... We see here that sometimes a meal is more than a meal. In Mark chapter 6, we just read where Jesus feeds his sheep in the wilderness using just a few loaves and a, and a couple of fish. <clears throat> An amazing miracle. Yet as amazing as this miracle is, there is, there is more to the story. Why did he feed Thousands of people in the wilderness when he could have just sent them home. 
Why does he give them of this good manna instead of just letting them eat at home? Well, now we'll hear the rest of the story about the manna given from heaven. <coughs> Excuse me. So, verse 33, the multitude saw them departing. And many knew him and ran there on foot. So, the word of mouth of Christ and, and his great miracles and teaching you know, has been spreading more and more and more. And we saw that uh, with Herod the Great acknowledging that and, and all the religious leaders. It, it's pretty much spread all over the land here. And now that the disciples have been sent out, two by two, uh, and they performed these great miracles that they were empowered to do as, as Christ sent them out, you know, it's, it's spreading like wildfire. And they... The people flock, the sheep flock to see their shepherd. They want to be with him. And they see him going. They see him going across the, the lake of Galilee. And, and they run and they, and, they, and they chase after him. And, and much is made about that. Uh, and certainly these people were in a hurry to make sure they caught up with Jesus. But let's also remember, as, as alluded to last week, that, that Jesus did give his, his disciples rest. It, it would have seemed that they would have seen the crowds and, and the need that Jesus had already seen that they needed some rest and they would have stopped in the middle of the lake for a time and gotten some rest. <clears throat> and so, while they are certainly... Uh, swift to catch up to Jesus. You know, they've got a little bit of time on their side. He's giving his disciples a bit of a, a break, some rest in the midst of the storm, so to speak. And so they do arrive before Jesus does. They arrive before them and came together to him, it says. And Jesus looks out. He sees that, that these are needy sheep. He sees this, this great fold of, of sheep by the thousands. As we'll, we find out at the end of the account, there are thousands of people there. This is a great wilderness adventure, so to speak. And he sees this great group of sheep. And he looks at them. And what, what does it say about Jesus as he looks at them? And this is the key to this passage. And Jesus, when he came out, he saw a great multitude. And he was moved with compassion for them. Because they were like sheep, not having a shepherd. You could see that they were lost in their souls and aimless. These are supposed to be his people, his covenant people that are being shepherded by the shepherds of Israel. And yet, they're aimless. They have not been taken care of. And this passage 
Jesus is reflecting back on what had happened in in the book of Ezekiel, chapter 34, which just tells of how God's people are repeatedly abused by the shepherds that are supposed to take care of them. And Ezekiel 34 speaks of that shepherd, that great shepherd, he will say, David, And he will be the great shepherd of the people. He will speak the word of the Lord and the people will follow him and be taken care of because of him. This is what Jesus is, one of the things he's fulfilling. And there's a lot going on here. There's a lot uh, that you can see from different passages of scripture that are being fulfilled here. And, and that's the very beginning of what's going on here. Jesus is, is that shepherd that that Ezekiel talks about in chapter 34, who is taking care of his sheep, the sheep who've long been abused by the false shepherds of Israel. And so, he sees them and he doesn't see that they need lunch or supper. No, he sees that they need better food than that. And he starts to teach them many things. He starts to, to feed them the Word of God. The Word of God that we read, and once again go back to Ezekiel, and he talks about eating the, the scroll. The Lord says, eat the scroll, and then Ezekiel eats the scroll and it's sweet as honey. That's just a symbolic of the sweetness of the Word of God for those people who love Him and are called by His name. We have that same kind of uh, request in the book of John, or I mean, I'm sorry, in Revelation by John, the revelator, where, where he's told, take the scroll and eat it. And it was sweet in his mouth. The people of God crave the word of God. It is honey for their soul. And they love it. And we know that, that man also does not live by bread alone. As Moses taught, as Jesus repeated. And now in fact, they have that manna from heaven being taught by him. Jesus Christ, who is the bread of life. But we see the day is late. They're in a deserted place. The disciples notice this and, <clears throat> and they, they complain. And, and this is the history of Israel. As, as you probably saw in the passage from Exodus, people don't like to be in the wilderness a lot of times. And the people of Israel complained against the Lord in Exodus 16. And here we have the disciples starting to complain. And they want to send the sheep away for food and rest. And, you know, why not? It's not the most unreasonable thing in the world. They, they've got to be hungry at this point. Jesus has been teaching them for hours. 
but the disciples don't fully understand what is going on. Christ is ushering forth his new kingdom here. And there's there's more going on than just let's let's feed these people some food and take care of the material needs. But nonetheless, the shepherd commands that the sheep be fed. In verses 37 to 40, after hearing the disciples' complaints, he says to them, You give them something to eat. I mean, just think about it. How much can they really have? Even if each one of them has a loaf of bread and a fish, is that going to feed the thousands? And, and so, it's understandable that they would say to him, what, shall we go and, and, and buy 200 denarii worth of bread and give them something to eat? You know, this is months worth of wages they would have to spend to feed these people, these sheep in the wilderness. Maybe eight to nine months worth of, worth of money. And they, and they protest. And we may well do that ourselves. In the same situation. Not understanding the the full plan of the Lord at this time. But he says to them, how many loaves do you have? Go and see. He wants an, an inventory, a supper inventory. And, and, and they tell him, they say, five loaves and, and then two fish. And, and, and Peter in another account lets us know that this is <clears throat> all from one little boy. He had five loaves of barley bread and, and, and two fish. And that's it. And, and Jesus then commands them, go and he commands the disciples to go tell the, the people to organize themselves, to sit down in groups of fifties and hundreds. And I think this might be when the, the disciples, a little light might be going off in their head. What's going on here? He commands the, the disciples to organize this, this meal, and, and they don't complain whatsoever. They make no comments that we know of. This but just a, it's still a strange request. How is he going to feed all these people? But obediently, the disciples hear their Lord, hear their chief shepherd. And they go and do what he said. They organize the people in groups of fifties and hundreds. Probably mostly along family lines, like would have been happening. Would have been the case in Exodus 16 in the wilderness. And the sheep complied. They had no problem with this. They still wanted to be with their shepherd. They had no complaints. So they commands them to sit down in, in ranks of hundreds and fifties. And, and Jesus feeds his sheep. The shepherd feeds his sheep. And he, he blesses the meal. He lifts up the bread. He blessed and broke the loaves and gave it to his disciples. So let's, let's understand now. We, you know, we know that, that Christ is that shepherd that Ezekiel talked about in chapter 34. He is David that's come 
to take care of his people, and David was a, a great shepherd. And we know that there's some similarity with what happened in the wilderness in Exodus 16, and, and we'll get to that in a minute. But it's also important that what, what this is, is not, because you might see this a lot of times, this is, this is not communion. He lifts up the bread and he breaks it and that's pretty much where the, the similarity ends. And, you know, it's good to look back in Scripture and see all those times where, where there's bread and there's wine and there's fellowship and those can make for some wonderful uh, communion sermons. But notice what isn't here. Communion has bread and it has wine. The body and the blood. There's no there's no wine here. Not only that, there's not lamb. That was what Jesus ate the last supper and was the traditional Passover meal. This is this is fish and bread. So it's not a picture of that. And so moving on, he he divided, he broke the bread and the fish among the disciples, and, and that must have been quite the sight that he would just keep on using these few loaves and passing the food along to to his disciples, just multiplying it over and over and over and over again. And so they served the sheep with these multiplied loaves and this, and the multiplied fish. And, and it wasn't just enough so that they could make it home and have their real supper. This wasn't just a, a, a snack that they could then just have enough sustenance to make it back. <coughs> no, it says that he divided among them all, so they all ate, and they were all filled. Everyone was filled up. Not only that, there were leftovers. Twelve baskets of leftovers. Does that correspond to anything? Is there any symbolism in the twelve? Baskets of leftovers. Who knows? Might be representative of the 12 tribes or the 12 uh, apostles, but we'll just leave it there. doesn't say anything about that, so we'll go on. But this was a large wilderness occasion, wilderness feast. It says there were about 5,000 men. And if many of these men's have, men had their families with them, then we could maybe guess there were 15,000, 20,000, including women and children, maybe more, maybe a little less. But this was not a small catered event. It was huge. It was enormous. A lot of miles to feed from five loaves and two fish. And, and now let's Take a look, though, at what, what, what is going on here. Why is Jesus doing this? Why is he keeping these people here in the wilderness? 
when he could have just said, go home, and I'll teach you some more stuff tomorrow. Because he has a lesson for the people of God in that day and today even more than just the wonderful miracle of feeding thousands of, of hungry people. Moses in, in Deuteronomy 18 speaks of a prophet who will come after him whom the people will listen to. A prophet like himself. And here we have Jesus the second and better Moses giving his people not just bread to eat but manna from heaven. And we see that there's just similarities and things going on here. There's the, the complaining from the disciples just as the, the people in the wilderness complained that God was trying to kill them. They had it so wonderful in Egypt. Why is he bringing them out here with no food and water? As we, as we read a little bit ago. But here it's the disciples complaining. The people are, are content to set with Jesus. However long he wants them. And the people are given direction by, by Jesus concerning... Uh, all the great teaching he gave them and also to, to, to set down in these groups and, and be ready to be fed. They don't necessarily understand the great miracle that's going to happen with this feeding. But he is going to feed them. Just like Moses directed the people in the wilderness, they complained against the Lord. And the Lord graciously gave them provision. Remember what the Lord said through Moses to the people in Exodus 16 every morning? He would provide them with bread. They had no idea what it was when they first saw it. And He provided them with this and they were to take just enough for that day. And this was to test them, he said, to teach them, to rely on the Lord. <clears throat> every day, every morning, they were to go and collect the bread, just enough for that day. And they would have quail at night that would fall on the camp every night. So morning and evening, there was this teaching from God. He was raining on them bread from heaven and meat that they would trust in Him every day. And Jesus miraculously provides the bread and fish for his people in the wilderness as a demonstration of his power and his love for them and that he is that prophet that Moses talked about 
and a prophet even greater. And yet, those in the wilderness that Moses spoke to, they were told not to take more than they needed, and they would take it, and then they would leave some for the next day, and this would become infested with worms and stink, because the Lord was teaching them to depend on them day by day, and testing them. But when Jesus gave his feast, were there leftovers? There were twelve baskets of leftovers. He is the fulfillment of, of this great feast that happened in the wilderness. John explicitly teaches that Jesus said he is the bread of life. He is the manna, the true manna from heaven. And he fills up and provides even more for his people. Their cup overflows. They have leftovers. Or I should say their basket overflows and they have leftovers. And just as we have this, this fulfillment of, 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 of Christ being that great prophet greater than Moses taking care of his people in the wilderness like Moses did. The people would know this. This would this would remind them of, of what Moses had done to their forebears. And they would understand that context that Jesus was fulfilling. Yet even, even so, we have this immediate context. We had the, the great feast of Herod. And, and, and what was that like? Did Herod invite everybody? Were there crowds of people drawing around Herod? No. He only invited the rich and the powerful. This earthly king, Herod, really wasn't a king but called himself king. Only cared for the rich and the powerful. He only had earthly things in mind. Jesus took care of all who ran after him. Herod, what was his feast like? Was it orderly and With good words being spoken? No. He had a, a drunken, wicked party with lascivious dancing and, and, and just who knows what everyone was saying. But it was, it was not a feast that someone who loves the Lord could, could sit and enjoy Whereas Jesus had compassion on his people. He saw them. He brought them in. And he loved them. And he taught them. He gave them of the word of God. 
the manna from heaven and He fed them. He took care of their, their physical, He took care of their spiritual needs. Herod's feast ended with mockery and murder. John the Baptist ultimately losing his head. And Jesus' feast ended with everybody full and content. Ended with charity as he provided extra food even for his people. So, we must remember that, that Christ's kingdom is not like the kingdoms of this world. It's not even like the United States, believe it or not. Christ is not a respecter of persons and their prestige and their power and their privilege, nor necessarily that they're poor. You don't get a pass if you're poor into the kingdom of heaven. No, but there are lost sheep in every crowd, in every place. And Christ, when He sees His people, He looks at them. He has compassion on them. He has compassion on those who will run after Him and humbly receive His instruction and blessings. And Christ feeds us in many ways. His words are our spiritual nourishment. Just like the Hebrews in the wilderness got their daily bread every morning, Christ has promised us that He will give us our daily bread. Christ is our manna from heaven. He provides for us morning after morning, evening after evening, even, after, even to overflowing. Great is His faithfulness. Amen. We thank You, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit for, for feeding us through Your Word and fellowship with you and with one another. Please nourish us this week. Send us forth encouraged by you and your word and remembering all that you've done for us. Just bless us and our families and our, and our friends, our church and our nation that we would be people after your own heart uh, running after you and, and sitting down to hear what you have to say. And we pray this in your Son's name. Amen. Amen.